Hello there, I'm Nick. And I'm Helena, and we both work at the MS Trust, a charity for people affected by MS in the UK. We are here to help you make sense of MS. Thanks so much for joining us today on our podcast, Breaking It Down. And um, today we'll, we're going to be talking lots about smoking and what impact that might have on MS. Yes, here in the UK, we got a big campaign going on at the moment. Uh, it happens every October. It's called Stoptober and it's uh, run by the NHS, which is all about getting people who wish to stop smoking the sort of right tools and, and help. Yes, yeah, a really helpful campaign, isn't it, that one? And um, within our helpline and on our social media, we get lots of people sort of asking us questions about smoking and how they can stop smoking, what impact smoking has on MS. So we thought it'd be a, a good time of year to release a podcast like this one, Helena, didn't we? Yeah. Um, now, we do know that this subject can get a bit heated. <laughs> we noticed it straight away when we posted some, um, we asked it for some questions on social media about this, and we got quite a lot of comments like, I'm smoking and I'm not quitting. It's like the only joy I have these days. And <laughs> it was almost like we, we were trying to take someone's cigarettes away. <laughs> and um, yeah, so so and and the same from the other side you can get people who are like yes i stopped smoking and it was the best thing that ever happened to me yeah for sure so people are so passionate aren't they about um you know either stopping smoking or yeah, as you said people who still smoke and sort of don't want to be told mm. stop telling me not to smoke which which i you know do completely understand as well you know for me uh, you know if someone tells me to stop doing something, stop eating something, stop drinking something, it's like, that's the last thing that I want to do. Yeah. I want to, I, I will just want to go and do that thing more. So, um, you know, we don't want this podcast to just be for, for people who are, who are just have stopped smoking, used to smoke, don't smoke. We want this to be for everyone. So if you, if you smoke, if you've given up recently, if you're thinking about giving up, um, you know, we're not here to, to lecture you on what you should and shouldn't do. I think the aim of today is, is to talk about some of the research, talk to some people who have been through the smoking journey um, and for you to be able to go away and make your own decisions about the information that's, that's, that you've got from us today. Mm, and that's what we want to do all the time because we are an information charity, aren't we? So, <laughs> um, so I will be chatting to uh, Professor Richard Nicholas, who is a consultant neurologist who is also involved with the MS Register. And uh, he has done a lot of research into the area of smoking. Um, and so we will talk about what happens in MS when you smoke. Yeah, and later on as well, I, I caught up with uh, Caroline Smith who is one of our volunteers from the MS Trust. So she lives with MS herself. Um, she was a smoker for, for many years. Um, so we kind of talked about her journey. Um, it's really interesting just to get her insight on it and uh, what's happened for her. Uh, but I guess it's it's probably best that we kick off with yourself and Richard Nicholas. Helena, how does that sound? I think so. Let's get into the research. <laughs> I have the honour today to be speaking to Professor Richard Nicholas, who is a consultant neurologist and works also together with the MS Register. And I believe you've done quite a lot of work around smoking in MS. Hi, Richard. Welcome to the hi. podcast. Uh, hi, thanks. Thanks for, thanks for having me. Thanks for listening. <laughs> and just before we start talking about uh, smoking, could you just introduce yourself and just tell us a little bit what you work with? 
So, so I'm a neurologist and I work in, in, in Imperial uh, Healthcare Trust and we have a large cohort of people with MS and we treat uh, all the, all, you know, use all the disease modifying treatments. We also have a program where we do stem cells um, and um, I also work in the UK MS Tissue Bank and I work in the MS Register. So uh, I see people with MS every, every day, every day. Sounds like you're fairly busy. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we're talking today about smoking and, and I suppose everybody by now knows that uh, smoking tobacco is bad for you generally. But what evidence is there actually that it's particularly bad for people with MS? Well, I mean, this is something that's been developing over the years. And, and one of the big difficulties is, I think, as you said, smoking in itself isn't really good for us in general and affects the lungs and causes blood vessel damage. Uh, on people so over over time so there's one way that smoking affects because it causes other comorbidities so it causes other damage in the system and and in ms um you're sort of slightly in, you're, you're not functioning optimal in terms of your nervous system so one of the approaches you know in general in you're keeping your health good is that if you can keep all the other bits of you working at, at its best that's the idea of diet and lifestyle then it gives you ability to compensate from that problem. So one is that smoking probably causes more comorbidities and causes lung problems that affects oxygen that then affects can affect MS symptoms. But the question has always been, has MS itself been affected by smoking? And quite uh, there's a lot of data that's accumulated over the years from uh, Nottingham and uh, and we've done some data which shows that over time, smoking causes the condition to get worse a bit quicker than those who don't smoke about it. So, and one of the problems we have then is, was why, you know, mm -hmm. and is it just because people with smoke, who smoke have other uh, things wrong with them, but it appears not, not so. So for a long time, it was shown that um, actually smoking causes damage that makes things worse about it. And the question comes is how uh, does it do that? And uh, when you look at smoking normally, um, normally when we ask people to try and stop smoking, um, your risk of cancer goes away after about five years, but your risk of stroke, so I, I also do stroke, uh, as I say, um, your risk of stroke goes away very soon. And it's probably in an inflammation and effect on the blood vessels. And some work that we did some years ago with uh, Dr. Professor Chataway uh, on looking at simvastatin as a treatment, which is a, a treatment that affects blood vessels. So we're doing, mm -hmm. we're just completing another little study looking at how it affects blood flow. So. The question is whether smoking affects the vessels, the blood vessels that restricts that, that causes damage that then affects MS itself. Oh, that's interesting. Um, but what is it then that is sort of exactly bad about smoking? Is it a process or is it what's involved, like the tobacco? So or I think we, we think, I mean, I, I don't know all these answers, absolutely. Yeah. But we certainly think that the smoke itself is what the issue is. So it's not so much necessarily the nicotine side of mm. things. It's actually the smoke itself. So um, that causes damage and inflammation in the blood vessels. And that's the bit, if you stop smoking, that goes away quite quickly. So whether you smoke, you know, cannabis or whatever, it's smoking that we're not, that we, we feel is the most issue about it. I mean, uh, and the question then is, <laughs> what if you do use things different ways? Yeah. And um, I mean, we're, we're just looking so... Um, in the MS register, we've been just starting to look at uh, vaping. So yeah. whether, because vaping 
uh, obviously they're, they're nicotine sometimes or nicotine free but they have a lot of smoke and is is that smoke good for you so that's the question i mean i think it's a question for a lot of health issues yeah. about making that we're still starting trying to understand but certainly things like the nicotine patches and things like that we feel don't have the same issue but one of the things that we showed recently which is as I said, a lot of things says things get worse but actually yeah. stopping smoking can make things better again so one of the things that uh, is really positive is that if you can stop you do seem to then go back to what controls are over a period of time so it does seem that things slow down again uh, about it so you know there's almost a it's a it's a positive thing to do that's i mean that, that is definitely a, a nice thing isn't it because it's not like oh well you i, I might have, i started smoking so i might as well just keep on then because if you actually can see a difference you mentioned vaping uh, when we put uh, questions up for the <laughs> for the public for this podcast lots of people were asking about vaping because i think you know I, I was thinking of it the other day when you walk down the street you don't see as many people smoking but you do see an awful lot of people va vaping and we is there a a lot of data about vaping. I mean, it's uh, very so, new. So in the MS register at the moment, we've been collecting data for about four or five years. So mm. we um, we don't, we're just, I'm actually just <laughs> today starting to write an approach to try and see if we can gather that data together. It takes a while to know if it affects MS itself mm. uh, the same way, but also who vapes and how vaping fits into the picture um, uh, with people with MS, as I say about it. So is it people who stops? So you know one one thing we did show is that if you smoke less it's better so basically so yeah. as cutting down is positive if yeah. you can't stop entirely but then you know in, in realistically people would change to something like a vape and is that an issue about it so i i i really i don't know and i think you know we need to try and prove that for people for the future to know that that's really interesting and you did mention cannabis as well is that something that's the ms register is looking at as well well we, we know we have looked at cannabis i mean cannabis is a difficult area and mm. um, there's a sort of limited access which yeah. hasn't really been helped by the government at the moment uh, in terms of accessing it but there's obviously the spray that uh, sativex spray that mm. people take. there's things like cbd oil which we sort of not sure about where what how it fits into the picture and then there's people who smoke cannabis and in terms of taking cannabis in general um we generally feel smoking it is the thing that we don't really like about it. so when yeah. you smoke cannabis you tend to do it without a filter so yeah. therefore it's much more damaging to the to the system in general and, and in people who smoke cannabis generally it does affect can cause problems around the mouth and ulcers and stuff like this about it so the idea is to take it in different formats potentially about it if people take it you know, as they get access it in different ways well that's interesting um because you we talked spoke a little bit about whether tobacco in itself was um, dangerous or not because obviously there's other ways for people to to use tobacco i yeah. come from sweden myself and and the people do snuff a lot there where they well stick it under the lip and i mean it's it's like far more common than smoking you see everybody walking around with it sort of hanging out underneath their lip yeah um, interesting yeah we haven't we haven't so so in the uk that's not the tradition so no. i don't really have that we don't have that much um data on it so i think um it's really difficult to know whether that's i mean i know that in in people who do that it does affect locally yeah. causes issues about people but does it cause more general things that's what I, I i don't know so you're right there's lots of different ways people might do that so we do actually work with the swedish ms register um oh. with jan hillert so um uh, I, 
you can maybe talk to him about it because i said we our, our smoking data was very it's, it's you know it's very interesting but it's also to try and see if it's the same thing that affects people you know worldwide is this yeah. really something that helps everyone yeah, because I suppose in, in the UK, I mean, things like, you know, chewing tobacco, I've never really heard about that in the UK, but you, you certainly do hear about people in America still doing things like that. So. Absolutely. No, no, and I think you can get now, and also something which is intriguing because they've made vapes with tobacco vapes and oh, yeah. heated tobacco. So there are all these different types of products which um, really gradually start to hear about. But obviously, in terms of, you know, a, a particular medical condition, it takes us years to really figure out which what, mm. what these are doing to because obviously there's it's a lot of things happening to people treatments and lifestyle factors as well so all of those add together what about passive smoking now that's something we hear a lot about but yeah so we haven't really got any no real data on that to know we we think there's we don't know we don't know about it i think um you know given that there is some element of passive smoking that affects people there's it's not unreasonable to think there is something that's there and it's 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 again again <laughs> different countries because obviously in the uk you can't smoke in pubs and mm. in uh, restaurants and it's funny when we go around europe even you see people you know it's how people so your exposure in the uk is um certainly outside the home yeah. is much more limited than it used to be um so i can remember going to carriages where everyone was smoking train carriages and now of course i mean there's nothing oh. Which is a which is a nice thing, isn't it? But uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, both my parents were smokers, and we used to go travelling quite a lot in the car. And I remember sitting in the back back seat, suffering, and it wasn't <laughs> wasn't a pleasant thing. So I'm very pleased that there's laws against that now. Um, so we, we we mentioned a little bit about uh, impact of uh, MS progression. So is that like a proven thing then? So yeah, so we did it. So we basically took so so the MS register. Luckily, we've got about. There's about 17,000 people who've taken part and we've got about 5,000 sort of regular users and they fill in questionnaires every six months, uh, which is really, I mean, it sometimes seems, well, why am I doing this? But it really helps. So therefore we get an, an, uh, we can work out how people are changing over time. And we've used some uh, sort of more, we've taken some advice from some German statisticians about how to try and look up what's happening over time. And we can then pinpoint to starting treatments or interventions so we're able to see that smoking when it started it started to cause more damage over time so it affected your motor function um, uh, in terms of walking and other function as well but also it's difficult it also links apart to low mood mm. and uh, mood is a complicated thing in ms because you know you are you you know people get depressed if they've got ms but people is depression part of ms and how does it fit in and and then again with uh smoking is do people who smoke i mean uh so our so anna lara who was one of my students who helped said, did smoke at the time said you know well you smoke because you're depressed or does smoking make you depressed so all these interactions with mood is really important can you know if smoking helps people function you know or they feel yeah. it helps them function what are we doing so you know and that's a problem for all of us in terms of telling people to stop smoking yeah. you know is, is that really the thing so obviously there's a health benefit but then is there other benefits that people say so it seems that people who smoke probably are more depressed uh, in general about it and um they seem to get um but uh, as I say, depression comes and goes again. So we haven't quite looked at that with the smoking as how it improves, but it because we're still trying to figure out how it works, interacts with that.
and, and, and MS itself. So people can get lower mood in relapses uh, when they get inflammation. So there's so many things that can affect your mood. Mm difficult as you can imagine it's it's really interesting because again when we posted that we were going to do this podcast and we were looking for questions we got quite a lot of more comments than questions about people sort of saying smoking is the only thing i enjoy in life you're not going to take that away or my ms is rubbish and this is this is how i cope with it and and you can understand like the frustration with these people because you don't want to be trying to shame anyone into stopping smoking and i think the problem is that if you stop smoking we're not going to make you suddenly you know we people don't get as worse as quickly as they were yeah. but they still can change mm. so it's not that's what i mean it's not magic uh, about it but uh, for us i mean one thing is that it's it's about smoking but also it sort of drives research into what's going on at a, a level yeah. so if there's inflammation there's so, so i think part of this was where simvastatin came in is that simvastatin reduces inflammation in blood vessels so in a sense does that help is that how it works in ms and in ms in the brain around the lesions usually around the little blood vessel that gets blocked so the idea is does it help the blood flow mm. which feeds back into what people were saying some years ago about ccsvi oh, yes. where, where they were doing this other with the blood flow type problem is there a blood flow element to ms about it so it's trying to optimize and also when you're looking at um hyperbaric oxygen mm. which also is something that allows more oxygenation so it's trying to keep the brain functioning optimally so the reason i mean i would argue it doesn't help longer term partly is because it washes out of your yeah. system so when you're in the chamber it's okay but once you come out so that oxygenation helps you function more that's interesting because we do get a lot of questions yeah. around that <laughs> uh, whether it and it offers us a lot of and it's a lot of you know as i said what we want is new approaches for new treatments yeah. so obviously we're doing these anti you know the disease modifying treatments are anti-inflammatory mm. and that's where we've got these um the big octopus trial and all these big trials starting is to try and look at new ways of trying to approach the condition that isn't just giving more immune drugs yeah that's really interesting actually when we mentioned ms register for 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 someone who who doesn't know what it is um would you mind sort of telling us a little bit because i feel like yeah no, so the just should be signing up for this <laughs> well yeah i mean basically it's a a sort of ongoing study so it's been going since 2011 and it's basically collecting people's with ms experiences of ms and so we BP, you sign up, we get some basic information, and then we monitor people over time, filling out questionnaires. And I mean, now we've got over a million questionnaires in the system about that. And um, we just finished, it, you know, we started, it was, oh, I wasn't there at the beginning. I came on on about 2017. And, and now we've got a million questionnaires. We've just done a collaboration with the US, with uh, Sweden, um, Denmark, so, and starting something with the Italian Group. So we're trying to get big answers, you know, answer big questions across many areas which need lots of data. So it's really starting to fill in. And the idea is we're just doing some work with um, other chats. So we're doing work with Overcoming mm -hmm. MS, which is a charity looking at diet. So we're trying to look at with Australians, we're trying to look at diet approaches. As I say, we've been looking at smoking, vaping, uh, and as I say, depression, all these elements to try and um, help us get more insight but also it's sitting around trials like um, the octopus trial so it helps because the trouble is doing trials costs a lot of money and um, you know and the trouble is they may not work mm. so by doing it online it enables us to follow people longer term at a lot lower cost so and we can get the long-term answers which is what we need in MS. You know, all our trials are usually based on two three-year studies and um, 
the long term is it really helping yeah. it takes us you know you know as i say it takes a long time and the same same thing of same things like smoking you stop smoking well things might get better some elements might improve i mean when people stop smoking i tell people in general i mean in my normal clinic it's about well if you've got breathing issues they they get a bit better after a few months but there's no massive you know positive about not smoking but you know how does that fit into you itself yeah. getting these longer term and again with diets i mean you know there's a lot of you know i mean i personally i think diet's got an important role but you know it, it does take a long time to figure that out yeah. and life's complicated oh it is so large numbers of people over a period of time enable us to start to answer those questions that's brilliant we'll pop the link to um to the ms register in our show notes and i would say anybody who's listening to the podcast especially the people who got in touch with us uh, who are smokers and want to sort of continue with that but why don't you get involved in it because i think that you clearly are people who who you guys want to to hear more from and, and hear how it's going and, and and i mean i think i think one of the things that we haven't done is how do we how do we as you say it, smoking has a role in people's lives and how does uh, how do you stop it and i I have, to, I have that all the time is that people you know it's it's not just me saying oh you must do this yeah. i mean the fact is well why and, and there's a lot of there's a positive but there's other elements to life as well which are really important i think that's that's the thing isn't it because quite often when we ask um uh you know ms nurses or neurologists could you tell us one thing that you would tell people with ms and most of them say yeah stop smoking but it is really 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 hard i mentioned my parents before my mum she wouldn't i mean if you said stop smoking to her you would almost get your telephone slammed in, in your ear because she got, it was such a part of her life it, it was really really hard so I, I feel like that approach of actually trying to to help people stopping you, you really want need to want to do it because you can't really force but anyone think, into yeah, it, it is, can you it is hard yeah exactly and i think actually interestingly i think having you know, banning it from, say, pubs and restaurants made a difference to quite a few people because that's where they use, it's sort of like a, a response and environmental with your friends, yeah. you know, sitting. Uh, and so that's sort of, in the UK, it seems to make quite a, an impact on people uh, about it. Because as you say, it's a social, yeah. it's about, <laughs> there's a lot of uh, elements to that that go beyond that. And, and you know, your health is one part of you. Yeah. Uh, and there's a lot of life to get on with and a lot of stresses to deal with. And, you know, that's it. Stopping smoking doesn't necessarily help those. No, that's it. Um, yeah. So if you want to give up smoking, we talked a little bit about like nicotine patches and things like that. So you think those are, are sort of approachable ideas? And there's some treatments out there, which I mean, normally, I mean, it's very difficult with the, the pandemic, mm. but normally we'd say go and see your GP and then they'd have advice about yeah. stopping smoking which is uh and that i don't know how that's doing at the moment but yeah i think i definitely i think i don't think i think it's something about the smoke that it's the element of it about it and it's about that inflammation in the blood vessels which i don't think say nicotine as such does it's a sort of a stimulant to a certain point so obviously nicotine has its own issues but it's not the nicotine bit that we're really against or, or thinking about and uh, as I say that's what's led us down this sort of treatment pathway mm. is that you know actually it's about as effective as a disease modifying treatment stopping so wow. that's you know that's it's big uh, yeah it's significant uh, effect so that you know it's something that and over time that keeps people well longer about it yeah so it's a really really sort of important piece of the puzzle to try and Get mm. and there, like you said it is tricky now because we all know that it's really difficult to get to your gp or you know see your ms nurse but i mean there are still uh stops 
smoking clinics and things like that out there i think yeah 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 and they're, they're starting going again but yeah it's it is it's we've been through i think we, as everyone probably knows we've been through quite a difficult period yeah and um we haven't really and, and for people with you know generally ms and people with disabilities it's been a very sort of alarming period of sort of services changing so much that we're still i don't know if we're really out of it but i think the smoking services are very important for everyone as i say it makes i mean it, it does affect you in many ways yeah. and that's the thing that it's good to keep uh, to try and do that for your general health about it but also you know getting out meeting friends doing stuff it's about getting out there as well which is all those bits yeah that's it and especially if smoking is a big part of your social life then maybe you know how can yeah. you how can you fit that into to, to life it's it's a tricky tricky yeah. one but there yeah. i think you know there's certainly because of these big campaigns like stoptober and things like that that's going around that there is information from other charities not necessarily ms ones but, but that that you can yeah and i think i mean even in i mean when we started this and um, we we spoke to the team from manchester about it, and they said well i hadn't really emphasized the importance of so i think as a us as uh, ns professionals really we're sort of starting to say more about trying to get people understanding that you know early earlier on into yeah. that you know as i say why people because uh, as i say but but as you say there's a whole wide range of products out yeah. there which i and you know we you know we don't want to stop people being normal and i don't know how all those products fit into yeah. the general picture but there will be more research coming out of that because yeah i mean at, at the end of the day we want people you know the most important thing is to be normal and be active and get out there and do stuff so you know that's how does it fit into that yeah. that's where people have their own views um we mentioned sort of progression and things like that how, how about smoking impacting other symptoms because you did talk about depression but things like fatigue or um we didn't see anything major from that point of view about it and i think that's the thing is that when you've got depression mm. that can affect fatigue and your condition and so um our problem with 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 fatigue is generally is one of the things is how you measure it yeah. so it's very difficult there's there's a bunch i mean we give treatments for fatigue in, in ms and um the trouble is they help sleep related fatigue they don't seem to help every element of fatigue yeah. so i i don't i don't think it made a big difference we didn't show anything major from that point of view about it but i think fatigue is a problem it's a real and so we and it sounds a bit odd we say this about people some people uh, are basically uh they're they're doers so basically they just do till they're tired mm. and some people and so they're always just doing stuff so what, what happens is if they're feeling a bit better they get more productive in that time if you see what i mean so they can do more but they're still equally tired so you're sort of it's difficult so about a 60 percent 70 percent of all of us are fatigued but in ms fatigue you know it's much much higher massively higher and different for some about it so it's we didn't see anything no that's interesting um well i i guess really just got a final big question then <laughs> uh, what would you say to someone who lives with ms and is thinking about stopping smoking <laughs> i mean i would say i would have to say in general uh, it, it's a good thing to do um it's not easy though i wouldn't argue that mm -hmm. having support is important to do that but i think as you said is it sometimes people sort of make up their mind that they want to do that it's very difficult how people stop some people sort of take the packet and just yeah. say i'm going to stop but actually for me it's not uncommon that people take go down slowly so even if you can say halve it yeah. 
you're starting on the right road. So I, I don't think you say, oh, it's a, such a lot, I can't do anything. Just a little bit to start. And I mean, um, you know, my mother was smoking, used to smoke, she, took, she stopped over about five, six years, she just gradually decided that she wanted to cut it down. So I think, I think it's, in, it's important for your general health down the line, definitely, uh, about it. And I think in terms of your MS, it, you know, is it going to affect how some of the treatments work is another question we've been wondering about. But, you know, trying to even cutting down is a start. Yeah. So it's not. And I think it doesn't need yeah, to. Be manageable, yeah. Manageable steps. Yeah. Manageable steps, I think, is really important. And, you know, so as you say, there are lots of things in life that some people link to that. And, you know, this, you know, if you really think, oh, I'm going to stop, that's that's just not going to work. So you just have to be practical and say, well, I'll cut down one. And then the other thing is trying I mean, we have been saying to people, you know, try vapes, try other yeah. things, um, which, again, I don't know. I mean, you know, these are other things, the nicotine patches, whether that's the element of it. So, but I think getting support, which is uh, something that's slightly missing in that picture at the moment, is really important to help people. But don't feel you have to just, I must stop. You know, that's not really an approach. It's what's achievable. And there's so many different ways of doing that. Yeah. Well, I think that that's really right, because I think the, the fear when you do something like this podcast of bring out any campaign, people are just going to feel like, nope, I'm not going to listen to that because somebody's just going to tell me what I'm doing is wrong and it's bad. And No, I think and I think all these things, I mean, everything you do is, you know, there's so much to I mean, it's not to put an, uh, a medical condition down, but it's part of you. It's not defining always, you know, does it define everything we do? As you say, we see people that it's part of them, but it's not the whole thing. Yeah. And as I said, at the end of the day, what's normal is about getting out there doing just stuff, yeah. you know, uh, about it. And for normal is very different for different people. That's very, very true. Right. So um, if people want to get involved with the MS Register, is the best way to just uh, type in MS yeah, Register in Google and yeah, find yeah. their way through there? Google, absolutely. <laughs> Just absolutely join up that that way. That's absolutely that's the best way to do that. As I say, I think we're just about starting our sort of our look at vaping, and we're going to try and start to try and get a little bit more understanding about how that fits in with people who smoked and all these pictures. So definitely, it'd be great. Well, that sounds fantastic. So so maybe we can uh, catch up on the <laughs> and talking to you in the yeah. future about vaping. Then that would be interesting yeah. because we do get There's so many questions. <laughs> maybe you should do i don't know yeah that's the thing yeah excellent well thank you so much uh, richard it's been very interesting and um thank you thank you good luck with the research <laughs> thank you thank you very much and thanks for listening and uh ms register and yeah try and help us let's get some better new we want new cures that's what we want, new treatments that's what we need that's what we're trying to find yeah it's really important yeah. get get on there get yeah. on the register <laughs> yeah. yeah now if this was a commercial podcast, here is where there would be an advert. But as we're a charity, we don't do that. So instead, we'd like to take the opportunity to tell you all about our fantastic resources for people with MS. So our website is mstrust.org.uk and there you can find lots and lots of information and resources for people affected by MS. Um, so if you head over to our website, you can find some information on smoking. You can either head to the search bar and type in smoking, or you can go ahead and find our A to Z section of our website where you'll find information about smoking and many other things related to MS too. So go and, go and have a look for yourselves. And now over to Nick's chat to Caroline. Hi Caroline, how are you? Hello there, I'm fine, thank you. Oh, 
Oh, brilliant. Um, so Caroline's one of our fantastic volunteers at the MS Trust. Um, I was wondering, just before we kind of get going, Caroline, would you like to sort of just explain what you do if, in your volunteer role? Right, yeah. Um, I'm actually um, a moderator on the MS Trust Facebook page, so I kind of try to keep people in line and um, make sure that, you know, we're keeping on 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 track of MS and not getting distracted and um, yeah, try to try to do that. But I mean, going back before then, I, I did work um, on a project many years ago, the um, MS forward view project with with the MS Trust. And that's when I first got involved with the MS Trust. So been involved for many years now amazing yeah and it's you know we were just sort of chatting before we started recording but we're just we're all really thankful for the job that you do because there's a lot of people in in the Facebook group um and actually you know there's there's all kinds of questions that get asked and people needing support with lots of different things and actually having someone like yourself um to support us with that is just I mean is is absolutely amazing so we, we all very very thankful for you too Caroline. I, I totally enjoy it and I think it's always the way that you're always going to get things to come up when it's not nine to five Monday to Friday when when you know you as as staff are not you know not really there I know I know Helena um appears you know out of hours actually most people do seem to to do to answer things out of hours as well but it's 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 nothing always you know it's always going to kick off or something at you know Saturday afternoon or something or Christmas or whenever yeah that's that's social media isn't it that's the way that it goes but yeah no thank you and um I was just I guess just before we get going I was just gonna say as well if anyone is looking um for a bit of community support within the MS community um you can join our Facebook group if you search multiple sclerosis trust group um you'll find it there so you can also ask questions in there as well and and one of our helpline team will will get back to you as soon as they can um, and you can also, you know, chat about your experiences. Um, sometimes it's just good to talk to other people who are who are going through what you're going through, and actually, who know, you know, who have been there. Um, so yeah, so do, do if if you're looking for some of that community support. And I say it's a great place to be. Everyone is really friendly, and and you do you learn a lot. There's things that there's sort of symptoms that you maybe have kind of you know sort of just put to the back of your mind and then someone will say oh is this an MS symptom and you kind of think oh I've had that and and you've never actually attributed it to to MS so you keep learning so it's a you know I still I still learn after all these years so it's a brilliant place to be oh lovely yeah, yeah. <laughs> thank you again and yeah thank you so much for joining us today Caroline um yes. obviously we'll we'll be talking about a little bit about smoking and sort of your journey with smoking but um before we get onto that um would you mind kind of telling us about your ms journey so when you know you first diagnosed and what you went through yeah um i was actually diagnosed in 2008 um symptoms first started around 2006 that was the, the first time i was kind of hospitalized not able to con control my limbs really um and that was quite a sort of a scary time and then we were sort of waiting for the next episode to actually get diagnosed and so actually then officially diagnosed in 2008 um i started on a dmt pretty soon after that um but um my my ms did progress quite 
rapidly in in the sense that I've um I don't get relapses I'm now secondary progressive I've been secondary progressive since 2011 approximately um but um to me I know a lot of people think that's quite negative being secondary progressive but it's quite nice because I didn't like the worry of oh, I might have a relapse and wake up and not be able to move I don't have relapses now so it's not an issue so for me it's quite a positive and um, which is quite weird um and um yeah you know things are kind of pootling along really sort of sort of you know since since then um and I just like to get involved with things I do I do like speaking out I am passionate about speaking out and and raising the the profile of 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 ms and our journeys and getting the support and things that we need which is one of the reasons why i get involved with the the ms trust to sort of actually enable our voices to be heard i think is really important and i i gave up work um in 2013 ish i think was it 13 yes and um so it gives me something to do all this volunteering and things which is it's good Wow. Yeah, it's, it's amazing to hear and so important, as you were saying, to raise that awareness for, for others in the community as well, because it, it's just, I think before my partner was diagnosed, I didn't know that much about MS, you know, and I, I'm still learning um, every day as well. Um, so, yes, I know it's so important. We really appreciate everything that you do for the community. I just think it's, it's something, you know, if we, if we if we're not raising our voices, who's going to speak? for us almost and I know that our voices are more powerful and, and they make like they make MS Trust much more powerful because it's sort of it, it's us and we're saying this is what we want this is what we need not just you saying oh that that's what people with MS want and need it's sort of you know it's 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 important and I think it it does give us something to do Definitely. You know, it makes makes me feel useful like you know I worked in the NHS for 20 two years helping people that was something I was you know, I was passionate about that I can't do that anymore but I can try and make things better for people with MS and for people with MS in the future yeah definitely and even even though you you know you might not feel like you're um having this the similar impact like you are you know I know that you are because I see what you do every day for the for the for the group so yeah no it's really it's really important um but yeah in, in terms of kind of smoking um and the topic for our podcast today um could you tell us a little bit about your journey with smoking as well when did when did you kind of start smoking I started I was 17 18 I think around you know around that time when um I suppose, you know, a lot of my, my friends and, and you know, it, it was the was much more, um, I suppose, the thing to do, the thing that we sort of did as teenagers and, and things. And so, yeah, started in, in um, when I was around 18 and yeah, carried on smoking for 25-ish years. So, um, yeah, long, long time. When you look back on it and actually start, start so they didn't seem that long at the time, but it was... It was just sort of, I suppose it was it was something that I did and wasn't really something that I was I wasn't that bothered about giving up if you like it wasn't it, it was something I suppose I enjoyed it it was um, you know me and my friend smoked and it was that sort of that that sort of thing and it was just yeah so it became part of part of who I was and it wasn't you know you you know that it's not um, you know you know the health risks but it's not something that I felt. That I wanted to give up, if you like. 
so it was it was a yeah long time of smoking and i um i didn't have any kind of problems from it it didn't make me breathless it didn't have any sort of it didn't i wasn't wasn't aware that it was causing any issues to me so it was yeah i did yeah yeah, and it's uh, interesting you sort of mentioned that social side of things, and I think that's how lots of lots of us start smoking, isn't it? It's, it's you know you're, mm. you're with your friends, you're in a social group, or you're at work, and you pop outside with you know other people who are having a break, yeah. and it's very easy yeah. to start, isn't it? Yeah, and and I mean certainly you know when when I started, well it it was you you were smoking inside it wasn't something that you know, you didn't have to go outside you, you know, people smoked in 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 pubs in 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 clubs in restaurants or or whatever so it wasn't um you know even when i went to off to to, to union things that and it wasn't smoking throughout the building but there was places where you could smoke inside so you didn't even have to go outside so it was, yeah. it was much more it was much more acceptable i suppose then than it is now yeah definitely 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 and and um so you sort of so you said it was it about 25 years you said that, that yeah. you smoked yeah and and what 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 was it that made you kind of think right that's time to stop now um i suppose it had been in my head there been odd times when i'd sort of thought oh i'm going to give up but i don't think i'd been particularly bothered about it um to be honest what actually made me stop smoking was my gp really yeah um the gp i had at the time was um i had a really good relationship with them and and they never um were kind of preaching about it he would just go so when are you going to give up um, right. and it was just sort of like when, when are you going to give up and i kept sort of going i would sort of be going oh i'm i'm, I'm stressed or oh, there's this kind of going on and all of that and then he just turned around one time and just said you're always going to be stressed you're always going to have an excuse so when are you going to give up? And that just kind of, I suppose, hit home. I don't know why at that particular point it hit home. And I thought, yeah, I am. I, I am making an excuse. I'm, you know, there's no reason to do this. Um, and and yeah, and we and we just kind of agreed this date. It was, I think, I think it was three or four months time. Right, that's when we're going to give up. Um, wow. And yeah. So, so I would have to credit my GP at the time for just actually sort of like, you know, not not preaching, not nagging, but just literally, I mean, when? Just, you know, stop, you know, stop making excuses and get on with it. Um, yeah. Yeah. That must be, they must have been quite a, a straight talking GP to say, you know, to deliver that information in that way, you know. Um, I, I think... Um, to, to be honest, um, he'd been my GP through um, a lot of um, my issues with 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 MS, with with when you know, my my transition from from relapsing remitting to central progressive. He'd been my GP. He'd been dealing with all my pain. He'd been dealing with um, when I left work. He was supporting me on on leaving work. Um, where I lived at the time, I didn't have an MS nurse. So, so my GP was kind of key in my MS treatment, if you like. He was the yeah. one that I could go to all the time, whereas now I might go to my MS nurse. I didn't have one, so my GP was kind of filling that role. So he, was, he was very knowledgeable about MS um, because he kind of had to be, um, not just for me, but for, for other patients. Um, in where, where I lived then, people with MS tended to gravitate to that surgery. 
they had a good reputation for being for understanding MS because we didn't have an MS nurse and so um, there was quite a lot of patients with MS there so they got all quite knowledgeable and so I just had you know he'd been very supportive all the way through and helping me with him so so I think we did have quite a good relationship um in in that sense um and so you know yeah and and I think it was just that sort of yeah, he obviously was was comfortable with saying to me, so just get on with it. And I was kind of, kind of, I kind of took it from him, whereas I probably wouldn't have taken it from a lot of other people, if I'm honest about yeah. it. You know? so, yeah. yeah, that's so interesting, isn't it? Just to have that relationship that sometimes you'll... Uh you know you'll listen to information though if it's if it's given in a certain way whereas some other people you know you think oh I'm not you know yeah. don't lecture me or, or whatever or how whatever you're thinking right but, yes. yeah, yeah. yeah 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 and um so that was kind of uh you, you mentioned that was you, you sort of gave up yeah I gave in up in um, 2014 yeah 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 and um that process of actually sort of giving up um, cigarettes how hard was it for you it actually wasn't it was it was uh, it still it still amazes me because I tried I had tried at different points throughout thinking oh I'm gonna give up I'm gonna give up and it was just like impossible but I think I had a long I did have months to think about it because we had this date and I had you know sort of months to kind of think about it um and I just was like right I'm gonna do it so it was in my head I'm gonna do it I'm gonna give up on 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 this day and it was so it was in my head for ages and I didn't actually tell anybody which I think helped as well because then there wasn't mm. the well-meaning people that who think that they're being supportive but actually it's just adding to your stress so I didn't even tell my other half I didn't you know I said oh we've got a date I've got a date we agreed a date with the doctor but I'm not you know I didn't share it or anything um and and it was just, it was actually, I think, a couple of days before, and I was kind of like, oh, I should go and buy some more cigarettes. And I thought, oh, no, I just won't bother. And wow. I'll just see. But if, I, if, I, if I'm desperate, I can go and buy some more because I haven't got to the date yet kind of thing. And I think that just kind of almost gave me permission in my head that, yeah, I could, I could smoke or not. Um, and I just didn't. Wow, that's really interesting. Because, so, um, you know, some people, they'll they'll want to sort of share that with other people and have that kind of sort of accountability or, um, mm. you know, sort of shared journey. Mm. And then, you know, for someone like yourself, actually just, you know, keeping a low profile and saying, actually, <laughs> yeah. this is my thing and I'll, I'll get yeah. through it. It's in really I just, yeah, I didn't want to make a big thing of it because in the past I'd kind of said, right, I'm giving up then and it's then and you're sort of like, well, you're throwing everything away and you're, you know, all that. I didn't do any of that. I didn't even... Mm um you know i think at the time i was smoking in the car and i think it was about a couple of weeks before i even emptied the car ashtray it wasn't i wasn't bothered by it it was so yeah it was a very when i still i look back on it i think that was really quite surreal and yeah. i don't quite know how it it worked but obviously it's whatever clicked in my head and that was the it was right for me at that time do, do you get any cravings or, or were you kind of having cravings for them at all nope wow really interesting yeah and and i said yeah when i tried in the past yes it, it was you know it was horrendous but yeah mm. it was so i i don't know it just was was right i got i don't know whether the, the all those months of thinking about it and i did do a lot of thinking about it in the time leading up to when i was going to give up so whether that kind of got me into the right mindset um 
uh, yeah, it was, uh, you know, really weird. And I mean, I have to say, you know, I didn't have the sort of the cravings or anything, you know, it was like, I mean, when when the, the nurse said I should try going to, to decaf coffee, I mean, that was horrendous. I mean, that, that yeah. was that was cravings. And yeah, you know, I didn't have any cravings. I was giving my smoking. So I was like, this is weird. Very wow. weird. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I, I certainly, I know the, the feeling of the coffee. I think I might, <laughs> might need one soon. But um, at the moment, there seems to be like there, there are lots of nicotine products around from, you know, vaping to patches to gum and um, lots of things that people use either to try and um, stop smoking or to mm. kind of replace teen intake. Um, did, did you use anything like that at all? I have, I did do in, in, in the past, um, and I, I didn't, I have to say, I, I mean, I, I used patches and it just really didn't, it, it just didn't work for me. I, you know, I've, I've got friends who have formed by using patches and I think it just shows that we're all so different um, that um, it, you know, what really works for somebody isn't going to work for somebody else and, and some as I've got you know I've got friends who vape and that that's really helped them to move away from from smoking cigarettes so I, I just think we're all so different there's not a one size fits all um, absolutely and I think um vaping is probably something that we'll cover separately just because I think there's still that um evidence base being built mm. around yeah. what the effects are yeah. of it um but they're obviously yeah very much um very much used a lot by lots of different people at the moment so I think it would be interesting to see um what the yes. what the impacts yeah. are as oh, we go definitely. forward yeah definitely. yeah, yeah. Um, in terms of kind of your uh ms symptoms if you like did did you notice any differences after stopping smoking no i didn't i mean looking back i do wonder whether there's been you know whether the the smoking had some impact in how my disease progressed i do wonder yeah. that but but obviously that's a never going to know that um but I didn't. I didn't notice that any symptoms got any better or or anything. They're mm. just there. Um, yeah, oh, absolutely. And in in terms of uh, maybe not MS symptoms then, but in terms of sort of overall health, you know, breathing to sort of mm. uh, you know function. Did did you notice any differences at all? No, no. The the only thing that I noticed was that that food tasted better mm. and food tasted different. That, um sort of you know sort of spices and, and and peppers and things like that were much much stronger so i didn't really notice the, the taste but not really anything else yeah yeah, yeah that's interesting isn't it and I, i'm sure some people would would kind of think you know if they stop smoking if they're listening to this they'll stop smoking and maybe they'll have you know they'll feel much much better in certain ways and then some people might not notice as many differences you know like yourself and it's so individualized isn't it mm, yeah I think there isn't I mean there's not a one-size-fits-all in the same as there's anything else and so we're yeah if, if you're sort of thinking oh I'm you know I'm going to give up smoking and, and next week I'll feel like a whole new person well no I didn't but um you, you might do, I suppose, depending what what sort of symptoms you you kind of have. You you never know. You never know. Your pocket will certainly feel a lot better. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, yeah, that's, did, that's did you that's that. yeah, 
yeah, yeah. De- definitely yeah. noticed that. Yeah, yeah. noticed that one. Yeah, and I, th- I mean, this is, this is probably slightly off topic now, but just seeing how much, you know, a packet of cigarettes costs now is, 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 a, is, a, I mean, it's, it's a lot more, isn't it, for, for people who smoke and who are smoking yeah. regularly, you know, it's a big financial um, drain as well, isn't it? Definitely, you do, yeah. you do, you do. It's, it's just, it's, it gets more and more scary each time. It, yeah. So, so yeah, that's, I think that's quite a big incentive. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Probably was quite a big incentive for me, actually, because it was not long after I'd given up work when i had to say early retirement um so yeah having that extra money when you've got you've had a, a cut in in your income anyway was quite helpful yeah yeah um, absolutely yeah. and and caroline you mentioned so your gp kind of said mm. uh when are you when are you going to stop smoking in in that way mm. but um i would have loved to have been a fly on the wall for that appointment <laughs> uh, yeah um do you how do you feel do you think kind of MS healthcare professionals, do you think they should have conversations about smoking with with their patients? I think that's a really difficult one mm. because I think it, it depends how how you do it almost. Um, I think I, mean, I was not aware until quite a bit after I'd actually given up smoking that MS, my MS might be impacted by smoking so I would quite have appreciated being told about that and just being sort of being told you know that that, that you know that there is evidence that smoking has this impact on MS progression or MS symptoms and actually being given that information but not being told to give up yeah, yeah, um, I'm with you. Yep. I think because I, I think that's always the thing because you want to have a, a good relationship with your um, MS professionals, and if every time you go in to see them, they're lecturing you to give up smoking, that's going to impact on your relationship with them and how you take notice of them because you don't want to be told what to do. But I would quite have maybe appreciate just a even if it was like a leaflet or you know go and check this out on. The, you know on the um ms trust website or something as to that because you know the health risks of smoking you know that's sort of drummed into you throughout your throughout your life as a smoker um the, just the, the the general ones um but you know and i wouldn't want i don't think i'd want my ms professionals to be lecturing me about that because i think i know that already um but to actually just say this is the evidence that it can have an impact on your MS. That might have been something, but not to do it every time you go to see them, not to lecture mm. you about it or anything, but just to, you know, just maybe have a, 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 you know, this is the evidence and leave it at that. Because I think we're, we're all intelligent people. We're all, um, you know, we can make those decisions. And I think as as a smoker, you kind of know it's maybe not the healthiest thing to be doing, but you enjoy it. It's it's part of your life. Um, sometimes it's, it's one of the only things you've got, you, you know, you might feel that you've got to to, to enjoy. Um, and if every time you go to see someone, they tell you to give up smoking, oh, it's not good for you to give up smoking. You know, we have got a choice. Um, and so 
it's, it's that not preaching but just giving you the information would be what what I would have liked because I think yeah, when I was smoking I did not realize that there was evidence that it might have an impact on on how my MS was progressing so yeah 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 and I think you know a good way to for, for me if I'm ever told to stop doing something I'll, I'll probably just want to go and do and do that thing yes. like, stop yeah. eat, stop eating this well now I just want to go and eat that because you've told me not to so it's that that kind of that element of um being lectured to isn't yeah, it yes that, it is and, and you, you yeah, yeah you know those things you don't need you, you know you, it, it's sort of like I think if if you want help to give up smoking you will ask for it yeah and and yes i know that there is a lot of you know the nhs do a lot of a lot of help and, and there is all that help there and you know as 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 an ex-smoker yeah i knew that was there yeah. didn't mean that i accessed it but the the more that people moaned at me to give up the less likely i am to do it and it does then have an impact on on, yeah, on that therapeutic relationship with your team. So I think it's, yeah, give you the information, but just as a state the facts, this is what it does to MS, not lecture about anything else because you just don't listen. And, yeah, yeah. And, 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 you know, appointments are short enough. Um, you know, you don't want to spend half of your appointment with them lecturing you about something that you're not going to take any notice of anyway. <laughs> Yeah, very, very true. So I, I guess it's that um, the approach that you'd like to see is, you know, here's some impartial information for the, the risks and the, the benefits to smoking or stopping smoking. Um, you know, have a have a look at that, make your own decision. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And and just and, and not keep going on about it. You know, you don't want them the next time you go back to have you given up smoking? Have you, you because mm. it just puts you off and you just it's mm. not. To me, that's not right. Yeah, and it is one of the most addictive things that exists, isn't it? It's one of the hardest things to to give up is 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 nicotine and smoking. So, yeah. you know, it's it's not going to be an easy journey. No, and it's you know, I I I do firmly believe there's kind of there's a right time for everyone to do these things if they want to, and and um and yeah, and the more that someone nags at you, the less likely you are to do it. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. Um, Human nature. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's the way, isn't it? For um, for anyone who's listening to us at the moment, um, who's living with MS, who who smokes, and is they maybe they're they're thinking about stopping, or they've you know they've got a bit of an inclination that they might like to stop at some point. Would you have any kind of words at all? I would just say, um, you know, if it's something that you think you want to do, then yeah, you know, yeah, go for it. If you if you think you need help, then talk to to your GP or your your practice nurse or even your MS nurse and and get those sort of signposts. Help out there. There's some really. I know um, a friend of mine used to work in smoking cessation, so you know, there's excellent clinics out there. There's excellent things, but you've got to be in the right place in your head to do it. Um, and just you know and you will find what works for you and you know go for it that's brilliant thank you so much caroline and thank you for talking to us today and you know i know it's not an easy thing to actually to talk about you know your experience with ms your mm. diagnosis smoke it health so that was that was amazing thank you so much you're welcome thank you very much hey everyone thanks so much for listening to our interviews today 
I think um, it was interesting because, you know, both of them were sort of saying about um, that there's not like an instant kind of thing that happens when you smoke. Sometimes you, you, you think like, I will notice difference straight away. But, you know, it was interesting that you, both of them were sort of saying, yes, you might notice some difference to your breathing, but actually there might not be a huge big difference. But the, the one thing that I was like amazed was when he said, uh, Richard said that, uh, uh, stopping smoking is sort of on the same level of starting to take a DMT. Uh, that is massive, isn't it? Yeah, it's a really, really powerful statement, isn't it, Helena? It's, you know, you, you, people living with MS who choose to use DMTs, they're making that choice for their health, aren't they, for the, for the future, mm. um, to, to kind of give themselves a really, a really good chance of um, uh, staying as healthy as, as possible for as long as possible. And actually to hear that if you make a lifestyle change, it can have a really big impact as well. So, wow, I mean, that's, that's really, really powerful. Mm. And it was interesting to hear him talk about other sort of things when we talked about not just smoking, but like actually that it might be the sort of smoking, um, the act of smoking rather than what you are actually smoking that, that sort of causes it, which obviously means that there needs to be more research into things like vaping and other things that people are smoking just to sort of see what that effect is. So watch this space because I think we, we will definitely dive into this uh, topic of vaping at some point when there is more research because we, we get so many questions about it yeah something that i would want to know more about as well because i think it's, it's such a hot topic isn't it mm. vaping? and you know you, we have people who have stopped smoking but now use the vape or you now have people who've never smoked before and just go straight to vaping and it's, it's definitely seems to be more of a generational thing as well mm. um so i think you know i'd be really interested to see further research into that and to see what the impact is, you know, for people living with MS and, yeah. and also in the wider population as well. Yeah. And I think it was also really positive to hear about what he was saying about that you, it's not, if you find it really, really hard, the idea to, to stop smoking, that actually just cutting down will make a big impact straight away. It's sort of the, the amounts. And because we, we did see someone ask that question, didn't we? They said, well, I'm actually smoking two a day. How bad is that? And I guess the answer is that it's not as bad as, you know, 10 a day. So it's, 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 it's still not perfect, but it, it's, you know, it's definitely an improvement. So I think it's, it's, it's such a difficult topic. Um, and, and having, like I mentioned, lived with like two smokers, um, one, my, my mom, she never st stopped smoking. That was like such a big part of her life. But my dad actually did uh, managed to stop smoking. He had a heart attack when he was really young, I say 48 years. And he, he was more or less strong armed by the health professionals to, to stop smoking because of the heart issues. And, um, uh, but it was it was difficult for him. And I think he used patches back because this was, you know, back in the 90s. So that was pretty much the options that you got. Um, but it was difficult, especially when you have another smoker in the house to sort of stop smoking. So I think, you know, it's 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 it, he, I think she was even quite annoyed that he was stopping smoking because it was their social thing. You know, they they sat and had a cigarette and discussed the problems of the world. And it is such a big social thing. So it's it's uh, it's it's difficult. Yeah, for sure. We see that a lot, don't we? As you said, as, you know, people saying this is, this is, you know, five minutes to myself. This is, you know, all social time or time to pop outside with my friends at work. Or mm. So, yeah, for sure. I think the main thing is, is that, 
you know, I think the the information is out there, and I, I think people listening to this can go away hopefully and and think that there's there's a, a, a place that they can get to, whether that's cutting down, whether that's knowing now that they have the mm. information and that that they don't want to make that lifestyle change at the moment, mm. or whether or not they they want to try and do something like uh, you know getting involved in Stoptober or or giving up altogether. It's really interesting to hear from Caroline how she just she just went you know completely cold turkey mm. cut them all out yeah um uh, or, or you know like sounds sounds a bit like your father had that you know similar situation mm. um and people take lots of different approaches to yeah. to quitting um as you mentioned like you know using nicotine products mm. um using vapes you, you know going cold turkey so hopefully you know as a result of us talking today people might be able to be inspired to go away and think about what's next for them mm. and i think also to say what we were talking about um me and richard that if you're not wanting to stop smoking i think you could really be helpful for their research if you did get yourself signed up with the ms register and fill in those questions because then they can continue on you know doing the research whether to see whether what the long term effects is with it as well because we're not here to tell you what to do it's your life <laughs> you have to, you 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 make the choices and the things but i think anyone should sign up for the ms register is a great thing uh, and it will really help you know for all kinds of ms research in the future yeah I, yeah definitely this, this could really impact you know people in 10 20 years as well mm. as people right now uh you know who can get involved with that research and and make a positive impact to, to the ms community which which is no small feat is it helena so no yeah absolutely and um just going back to stoptober we have mentioned that a few times. It's an NHS campaign. So um, in the show notes or the YouTube links, if you're watching us, um, we'll add some links to, to their website. Um, so on there, there's there's lots of tools and uh, resources, apps um, that can help you if you are in the position where you want to either cut down or, or stop smoking. Do check that out. It's, it's really, really helpful. Mm, it's a really good website. I did have a little look just before we started recording, just to make sure that um, it was, you know, everything was still there and it was all good. But and it looked, it, it looked good. Um, for, so I would recommend to go and have a look at that if that's where where you're at in the journey. Um, and I think also we have to mention, as we are a charity, and if if you if you if you're in that frame of mind that you feel like yes, I'd like to give up smoking, but maybe you need some way to keep yourself accountable. Uh, we know that our fundraising team would probably love it if you would set up like a fundraising challenge for yourself. You can maybe write daily updates on how it's going, and I mean that could be giving up completely or cutting down or whatever. I mean, it doesn't have to be smoking. You could do any kind of challenges. Um, but um, this approach might work for some. I did try to give up caffeine a few years back. I, I, we have spoken about coffee before on the podcast. I think we're both quite uh, heavy coffee drinkers, aren't we? So, <laughs> and, uh, and a few years back, I did try to give up. Um, and I did do it as a, a fundraising challenge. And I did manage to keep off it for... I think about six months and then I fell back into it again. But and I did feel very guilty about it because I'd done it as a fundraising challenge that I was giving up. But hey ho. <laughs> but if you want to do that, there's some links to that as well in the show notes uh, and in the YouTube comments if you want to have a go at that. Of course. Uh, and 
if you have any questions about what we've talked about today or any of our interviews, whether they're about smoking or other aspects of life with MS, um, you can always get in contact with us. So we have a helpline. Um, so that's available by phone. So that's from Mondays to Fridays from 9am to 5pm. And that's apart from UK bank holidays. Um, so you can give them a call. That's 0800-032-3839. Um, of course, you can still call outside of those hours and leave us a message and we will get back to you afterwards. Um, if you'd rather not talk to someone on the phone, if you'd rather you know, ask your question via email, that's also fine as well. You can get in contact with our helpline team. That's ask at mstrust.org.uk. And if you like uh, talking to people on social media, we are out there as well. Um, Caroline mentioned our Facebook group, so we'll pop a link to that too. Uh, you can join that and you can talk to the MS community and the MS Trust uh, about various things. The helpline people are in there as well uh, to try to pick up any questions. Um, and, but we also have a Facebook page um, and we're on uh, YouTube, X. <laughs> and Instagram. We are also on Threads and on TikTok. Um, you can find this podcast on on most places that you would find uh, podcasts like uh, Spotify, Google and Apple Podcast, and Amazon Music. And we'd love it if you would leave us a review of this podcast and let us know what you thought about it. And I guess um, see you for the next one. Yes, Bye. see you later. Bye-bye.